Welcome back, listeners, to Everywhere We Go, the home of all things FPL Draft. This week, let me introduce you to the sixth episode in an eight-part special on the World Cup. We and Jose will be chatting through all the upcoming groups, bringing a tactical analysis along with an outlook on fantasy. Although FPL will be taking a break over the World Cup, I'm sure many of you will be playing the official FIFA fantasy. If not, then I'm sure we'll all be watching, even if you're taking a well-deserved break from FPL. The World Cup has really come up around the corner, so listening to these will allow you to brush up on info about all the teams. Don't know who La Canarina are? Want to find out why you should put Serbian players in your team? We've got you covered. Joining me in the room and throughout these exclusive episodes, welcome, Jose. How's it going? Hi, Will. What's I'm up, doing man? well. How are you? Yeah, I'm good. I'm good. I'm playing football later today, so I'm, I'm ready to go in the World Cup spirit. Oh, wow. Yeah. Is it, is it, is it like when, when Christmas is coming up and people begin to cook? That doesn't happen, does it? No, <laughs> but it's, it'll be nice. I mean, I was—I've actually kind of want to get. I kind of wanted. I floated the idea to the to the group to the team uh, of just all of us getting Brazil kits. <laughs> I think it'd be quite funny. Like mm. one of my friends is like, "Oh, shotgun, shotgun, Fred." Yeah, because there are some weird players in that Brazil team that shouldn't maybe be in there. But I mean. <laughs> I think there's nothing funnier than a white guy in a Brazil shirt. It's just... <laughs> it's very cool. But, Jose, I have a question for you. What do you reckon is the biggest World Cup bottle job ever? I reckon... I mean, we're talking about Brazil this episode. Yeah. And um, I think it would be the Maracanazo. Right, what's oh, that? Sorry, the 1950 uh, FIFA World Cup final. Right, right. Where it was played in the Maracana Stadium yeah. in Rio de Janeiro. And... Uh, Figures estimate that around two hundred thousand people went to see that game. Whoa! Um, Brazil lost two one to Uruguay. Yeah, and at least two people committed suicide in the stadium after the game, and perhaps many more after. It was the big. It was probably the original bottle job, <laughs> the bottle job to create them all. I really, guys, it's just like it's just a game. Yeah, it's just football. It's just football. Not, yeah. I mean, it's cool, but don't don't let it. To become your life yeah please don't racially abuse players or get into any any physical altercations over something that really you have no control over and, yeah. Yeah. and definitely don't start a podcast about fantasy because it will <laughs> consume your life um for me i'm gonna go i'm actually gonna stay on brazil i'm gonna go for um seven one that was just shocking wasn't it at yeah. the at their home it was all it was all laid out for them yeah. them to conquer Neymar, it. It was Neymar's tournament. He was the golden But yeah, player. I just remember that unfolding and watching that in a pub and just being like, I think I managed to sneak in or something. Because when the World Cup, anything goes, mate. But um, <laughs> I remember just watching that and just being like, I, I remember it got to a point where the goal was just suddenly open for it. Like, they just were just sort of tapping it in. Remember? Yeah, it just became kind of funny. Just <laughs> <to see. laughs> it was like when you were playing FIFA in easy mode against your cousin. Like, <laughs> <laughs> Literally. Um, but so speaking of Brazil, this episode, we have a Group G preview. That's Brazil, Serbia, Switzerland and Cameroon. Uh, let's kick it all off with the front runners of the group, Brazil. This is only the beginning. So, Jose. Brazil. Brazil. Um, La Canarinha. <laughs> yeah. Uh, what does that mean? The yellow canary. Yeah. They they're kind of just 
Because of their, you get it? Yeah, yeah I get it, I get it. So they're the top-ranked <laughs> nation in the world. They're five-time champions, seven-time finalists. Um, how are they going to do this World Cup? I mean, they're in the they're in the driving seat, it seems, to win it all. Yeah, I, I mean, they're, they're heavy favorites. I think they're going to kind of slide through this group. Uh, really, for them, it's just looking at the knockout phases and making sure that this 20-year drought... I am I'm making air quotes. Guys. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, this twenty-year drought uh, is over for them. Like they, they want to get to six. Mm. I feel um, they were knocked out at the last World Cup in the quarterfinals by Belgium. Yeah, and they actually knocked out my sweet dear Mexico in the last World Cup. They did. I was very angry. But so, how are they playing at the moment? What's their form like? Um, they're playing. Unbelievably, <laughs> really, <laughs> they 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 had the best qualifying campaign in the history of Conmebol uh, World Cup qualifying, oh going unbeaten, and winning fourteen out of seventeen games, <laughs> scoring forty goals and only conceding five. Oh god, yeah, they and they head into this World Cup kind of weirdly much like Group D. Right, Switzerland and Serbia were in their twenty eighteen group. Yeah. Uh, when they drew to Switzerland but beat Serbia to top the group. Mm. Uh, currently, their their captain, if Dani Alves plays, it's him. But obviously, he's 38 and playing in the Mexican league <laughs> for the best team in the world, Pumas. <laughs> um, so it's if not, it's probably Thiago Silva. Yeah. Um, their manager's Tite, who who's had them been in charge since the 2016 World Cup. Uh, Neymar's on penalties and set pieces. No longer the captain, obviously, because he had an altercation with a fan. Ouch. Yeah. But so how do you think Neymar's going to do in this World Cup? I mean, he's he's now 30. Um, he's been unbelievable this season, though, for PSG. 10.5 mil in the game. Yeah, he's he scored, He's already scored 12 goals and 3 assists in 14 games for Brazil in, in 2022. Right. However, eight from of those came from pens. Uh, so, I mean, obviously, the way Brazil play, they might get a lot of fouls and penalties, and Neymar will be there to profit. Yeah. Uh, moreover, uh, for PSG this season, he has 16 goals and 11 assists in 18 complete games. Uh, he's Ouch. really in top 90th percent of people in his position for almost all the advanced stats. Yeah. <laughs> he's just been ridiculous. So really. so yeah, he's looking good. Um yeah. and I feel like you do want to you do want a slice of this Brazil team, right? But is there any cheaper assets that actually, you could be looking at? Uh, quickly, I I, yeah. I I actually really like that he, also the captaincy and almost a bit of pressure has been lifted off his, off his shoulders. I yeah. think that might let him play a bit looser and, mm. and yeah, um the way Brazil play really is the kind of classic Ojogo bonito. <laughs> the four three three short passes. They're in the bottom three percent of for long passes per game. Nice. They really have a slow build up, uh, with positionless fluid football. So it, mm. it is not rare to see kind of the um the full backs either go into midfield or actually play as wingers. Like they just go everywhere. Yeah, th- if I could compare them to anyone, it, it would generally be Man City. Like they're just that good. Uh, they're in the 97th percentile for goals, XG, and shots per game. Mm. Uh, 73rd percentile for possession. And also very good at set pieces in the 95th percentile for set piece efficiency. Wow. So, yeah, I'd be looking for maybe those centre-backs. Again, Neymar and set pieces. <laughs> oh, wow. So, Neymar is a really good yeah. asset here. Um, Any other cheaper assets that you can go for in this game? 
Um, Rafinha has been has not played that much for Barca this season. Right. He's only had logged in nine and a half complete games and two goals and four two goals and four assists. Though it's not a bad output. Mm. Um, but Richarlison at seven point five million is that a good asset? Well, the thing is that he probably won't start over Vinicius just because Vinicius is having such a great season. So what's, what's their front three going to be then? I think it's going to be Vinicius, Neymar and, as a kind of false nine and Rafinha on the right. Okay, but okay. in case Richarlison does get into the Brazil team, he scored 10 goals and had one assist for them in eight complete games wow. this year. So he's really playing well for them. Yeah, not not so well for Spurs. Again, not playing a lot. Mm. But... Um, but yeah, if Richarlison does get on the field, he'll be really good. In terms of Vinicius Jr. himself, this season he's scored f- 10 goals and 4 assists in 18 complete games for Real. Yeah. Uh, in the top 90th percentile for non-penalty XG. And had a great season, obviously, last season winning the Champions League. And you mentioned, so well in the midfield, they, ha- they start Paqueta as well. He could be an asset at 7 mil. But then also you mentioned um, that they weren't conceding much. What defenders would you pick up? Uh, so Danilo and Alexandro play at the fullbacks, and Thiago Silva and Marquinhos at centre back. That's kind Not of the set team. Yeah, um, Alexandro is quite good going forward. Danilo, the the ex Man City man. Yeah, um, he's okay. They could all be pick, <laughs> they could all be good picks. They're all but about yeah, they five all about five picks. million. Marquinhos might be the best one out of all of them, right. just because he well he scored three goals out of those set pieces that we were talking about earlier. Yeah, in the sense that. Uh, none of the other defenders really have any stats apart from Marquinhos. I see, I see. Well, we'll get to Brazil at the the roundup questions, but let's quickly just move on to Serbia. Fred. (laughs) So, Will, um, Serbia... How 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 do we think this team's looking heading into? They're the World a really Cup? really exciting team actually. Um, I didn't know oh. much about them before this, but obviously they topped their group, um, competing against Portugal, wow. um, and they topped their Nations League group as well, which had Norway, Slovenia, and Sweden in it. Um, it was one of the B groups, but still that you know they're, they're playing really well at the moment. They've lost oh. twice in the last sixteen to Denmark and Norway, so decent teams there. They have um, four clean sheets in the last 16, um, and they failed to score in just two, in both losses. Oh, wow. So they're quite an attacking team. Yeah, yeah they are. Um, they're very physical side, ranking the top 80th percentile for set-piece efficiency, which is useful. Um, however, they're not, They're not. I think this is similar when we get onto Wales. They're, one, they're, they're very direct side, but they're not one-dimensional. They play, they, they're very impressive in their calculation with how they break through defensive lines. Um, which we'll get onto some sort of players that you could pick up for there. I um, mean, and then uh, defensively, they're very energetic and proactive, um, but they're a little bit more standard in defensive actions, ranking in the lowest third for ground and air duels one. So they're a little bit on the sort of standard side there. But you know, when they're in the, when they're in quite a defensively settled position, um, they try to bring another body into midfield to crowd out the opposition's creativity, um, and they're very good in transitions as well. Um, so. They failed to qualify for the Euros and they sacked their head coach. And since then, they've kind of really grown into things. I mean, they've obviously Vlahovic up top, 8.5 million in the game. The Juve striker, right? Yeah. Yeah. Um, Arsenal reject, obviously. (laughs) Uh, Six goals in 10 games for Juve and has four goals in eight games for Serbia as well. Um, The one that I'd be looking at, though, is is Dustan Tadic at 8 million. Yeah. He leads the team in assists over the last eight with six, which is very impressive. 
um, especially considering that set piece efficiency. He's uh, he's um, he's actually not the set piece taker, but he's the captain. The set piece taker is Kostic, um, and then on penalties is Mitrovic, the Fulham striker who's having a great season this year. Mitrovic just seven million, eight goals in his last eight, has nine goals in the Premier League. However, he's dealing with a bit of an injury at the moment, um, and so maybe you just want to st- just want to be wary of that. Um, Serbia actually have Brazil as their first game. So Mitrovic, I think, is one to look out for in the future. Maybe not the first week. Defensively, they have a sort of trio of centre-backs which are absolutely nailed on. Um, Pavlovic, uh, Stefan Mitrovic and Velkovic are nailed on centre-back trio and they're just 4.5 million each. Um, so yeah, I'm, I'm very excited about this this team. I think um, I think they could potentially challenge Brazil if they can get a result against them. So do you think uh, they're they're ahead of Switzerland and Cameroon in this group? I think so. I think their firepower up top means that they, they just have a little bit more on the other teams. I mean, um, you did the research on Cameroon, so we'll get there. But for Switzerland, I think um, they're very... They, they're, they've been very... Uh, they've taken advantage of, of situations very well. But this Serbia team, just going forward, is really, really talented. Um do you, you know, think they they kind of bring it instead of waiting for something to yeah, develop? Yeah, they'll look to they'll look to dominate the game a bit more, which is which you which you always want from a side. And I yeah, I think they have the talent up top to get out of this group and you know see what's going on in the knockout stages. Certainly. Are they going to play two up front? Yes, they play two up top yeah. with um Tadic then in the ten. So you know they should hopefully they should score a lot of goals. Uh, anyway, guys, let's move on to Cameroon. Jose, Cameroon, 43rd ranked nation in the world. This is going to be their eighth World Cup. How do you reckon they do here? Um, I reckon they'll, they they could do okay, not not too great. Right. It's kind of weird because they they kind of they sacked their coach this year after the Afcon. Mm. So they hosted the Afcon in Cameroon, got to the semi-finals and uh, finished third. Uh, they lost to Egypt on penalties in the semi-finals okay. and then beat. Burkina Faso in penalties in the third place playoff. Okay. Um, then they sack their coach, uh, Tony Conciao. Mm. Uh, I definitely did not pronounce that right. It's okay. I forgive you. <laughs> um, <laughs> but their current manager is uh, Regabat Song, who um, in 2016, as soon as that, he he suffered a stroke and was in a coma for two days. Wow. Um, but he's back. Yeah, he's back. Well, he was appointed earlier this year and uh, in, he took charge just before their uh, two-legged playoff right. against Algeria. They had quite... <laughs> it was really weird because they, they had quite a hard road, I would say. Yeah. In their group, uh, basically in African qualifying, you have to go through a group. Uh-huh. And then if you finish top of that, you have to win a playoff. Yeah. Regardless, like everyone has to do that. That's why we had Senegal versus Egypt in the playoffs. Mm. They had both topped their group. Uh, Cameroon got the kind of bad luck of having Ivory Coast in their group and then getting put against Algeria. Yeah. Uh, in a two-legged playoff, they lost the home leg 1-0. Then in the return leg, they were winning 1-0. So it went to extra times in Algeria. Right. Algeria scored in the 118th minute. Yeah. So obviously limbs, Algeria think they're through. <laughs> And then in the fourth minute of, of extra time, <laughs> off added time, uh, 
Cameroon, Cameroon scored. No way. Yeah, so that's how they qualified. And then they won, won on penalties. No, there was no penalties. They oh. qualified on away goals. Yeah. Oh, yes. Wow. Insane. On the so, 124th <laughs> minute. <laughs> that's mental. But so how do they actually play? I mean, they've got into the World Cup, but how are they playing? Uh, against what sides, they'll try to keep possession. Right. Uh, in, in AFCON, they've boasted the third highest rate of possession. Oh, cool. However, when they play kind of better opposition, like you would say Brazil, yeah. they'll go into a low block, yeah. like a lot of teams. Uh, they play very direct football regardless, mm-hmm. not really passing the ball around that much. Uh, they're in the 97th percentile for passes in the final third and 94th percentile for long passes per game. Right, okay. So, who's so they'll it? try to get it from the defender's kind of straight to the forwards. So what sort of players are, are working in this system then? Um, really, the the stars, I would say, are uh, Sambo Anguisa, the ex-Fulham man who uh-huh. now plays for Napoli in midfield. Uh, he's only scored for one goal for Cameroon this year. Uh, however, this season for Napoli, he has six assists and three goals so far. Yeah, I would tell you the price of um, of, um, of, of uh Zambo Nguisa. However, apparently the Cameroon squad has two players in the game oh, at wow. the moment. <laughs> so, um, going to have to give you FIFA, an, gonna yeah. have to give you an update on that one. Um, but anyway, who else is who else is working in the? Uh, I would also be quite interested to see how Anguisa performs in in terms of this point basis because he's both highest uh, in the upper quarter for interceptions and passes completed for his position. Yeah. So he could really feast those extra points that are available in this game. And any forwards that they could, that people could consider? Um, Carl Toko Akambi. Right. Uh, so the Lyon striker is top 99th percentile for non-penalty XG Whoa. per 90. That's mad. Yeah, he's he's in 11.5 complete games. He scored four goals and provided one assist for Lyon. So not a great output so far this year. But, but his XG is massive. Yeah, his XG is very good. Uh, so he'll probably play to the left uh, of... The the striker will be Vincent Abubakar, who's cool. uh, on penalties and is also their their captain. Oh, nice! Uh, but he he might get dragged out of the game at some point. And then to the right of him, it will be uh, Chupa Motting. Yeah, who's having a flying season for Bayern as well. Oh yeah, <laughs> he's in the ninety seventh and ninety eighth percentile for assists and goals per ninety. Mm. Uh, in nine and a half complete games for Bayern, he has eleven goals and three assists. Lovely stuff. So yeah, he he's he's in really good form. There's been talks about extending his contract, and who would have thought, <laughs> right? Like mm. um, this is going to be a weird group though, because you have got Cameroon who have like talent up top, Serbia who are also talented up top, maybe lacking a bit at the back, Brazil who are just you know flying ahead, and then Switzerland who will get to, which can be suspect. So there's there's value here for the for their forwards. Yeah. Um. Right. But the. The kind of thing that I would be worried about is that since they're a change of manager and qualifying, they've played three friendlies where they've only scored once and lost to Uzbekistan and South Korea. Oh no. So they need to fix they that. Seem form. To be, they seem to be in really good form. Uh, and then they change the manager <laughs> and it's kind of not been working that well. Yeah. Which is kind of weird, but um Yeah. Yeah, I, I, I think they'll be an interesting side to watch because I, I guess anything can happen. Uh in terms of their set piece efficiency is pretty good. They're in the seventy eighth percentile. So maybe I would also look to get in those defenders that when they're when they're on the game eventually. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like uh, Engadeu Engaduji, Engaduji. Uh, he has two goals and one assist for Cameroon and the most minutes out of any player so okay. far. 
Uh, and I didn't really see him in in all the predicted lineups as I was doing my research. So I find I found that weird because again he has the most minutes. Yeah, exactly. Uh, Brian Embuemo, who people will know, he's on corners. Oh, cool, nice. And, and yeah, that's that's kind of how I would leave it, I guess. Uh, Collins, Fai, and Mahotolo playing the flanks in defence. Sweet, good stuff. Let's move on, listeners, to Switzerland. <laughs> So, Will, are Switzerland one for the neutrals? <laughs> nice. Um, <laughs> that's the worst joke we've had on there, <laughs> on this podcast. Um, so, they're 15th ranked in the world. Um, they've competed in, t- in 12 World Cups since the first one in the 30s. Um, their best finish has been quarterfinals in uh, 1934, 1938, and 1954. So, they're... Recent, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, they, uh, they made the last two World Cups, though. But no, they're an interesting team. Their manager's Murat Yakin, uh, Captain um, King Granite, and then uh, Jordan Shakiri is both on set pieces and penalties. So a player to look out for is him. They made it to the quarterfinals of the Euros. Um, after beating France, uh, they got knocked out by Spain on penalties. Um, still, nonetheless, a great achievement for them. Um, they've beaten Spain, Czech Republic, and Portugal all going into the World Cup, but they've also lost to all of them in the, in the Nations League. So a bit, a bit up and down. Um, in their last 16 games as well, they've only failed to score in four against Italy, Northern Ireland, Portugal, and Spain. And they've also kept seven clean sheets in the same number of games. So seven clean sheets in, se- in 16 games. Not going to lie, they kind of have, they lack a distinct possession style of play. They're in the 15th percentile for possession and their XG is in the 9th percentile, which is kind of very low numbers. Um, yeah. They have a passive defense, um, but, they, um, but they, uh, they have an interesting pressing style where they will basically overload part of the pitch and, and try and go for, for interceptions. Okay. They're in the 90th percentile for interceptions. So basically, what this, what this Swiss side does is it just, um, it just works to their very um, specific strengths. It doesn't try and be a crazy team which is going to you know, try and dominate the ball or, or it is, it's not even going to try and be a team which is very counter-attacking. It just kind of works to its very simple strengths. So and they're really balanced, you would they say. Are, they're kind of, they're not, I don't know they if they're... So, do they soak up pressure? And yeah, they, yeah. They, what they do is they're, they're not going to try and... They're not going to commit to one part of the game in particular. I think we kind of saw that in that France game as well. They just will stay in games. They have talent going forward. Um, and yeah, I mean, in this um, in this setup, uh, Xhaka at 7 mil is um, is the talisman of the squad. All the creativity really runs through him, all the, all the, all the um, building the ball throughout the, the pitch. Um, passing the ball throughout the pitch. Um, he does not have any um, returns um, since an assist in the Euros, however, so I don't really love that. He's seven mils, a bit overpriced, I think. Mbolo starts up top. He's got three goals in four matches, and he seems to have taken the starting spot from Seferovic up top. Shakiri 7.5 mil. Again, really overpriced, um, but he does have two assists in his last six appearances, though. And um, potentially, you know, you could go for a Kanji, a five mil at the back. Yeah, the Man City player. Yeah, but the thing is with this squad, with this group is I think it'll be quite a high-scoring group. Yeah, I mean they've got definitely pretty got good. Serbia, teams, Cameroon, yeah. and Brazil. I think all of those, all three of those squads can score goals. But but you know Switzerland could be a team that do make it out of the group if they just play to their strength. It's quite interesting actually. They're not counter attacking, but and they only ever send like three players on their counter attacks. But they're very precise in those counter attacks. So you know they they have their own game plan. And they stick to it, which I think is commendable. Anyway, let's move on to the random questions. Would you compare them to a Swiss army knife? Ah. 
So, in this group, uh, the first round of fixtures is Switzerland against Cameroon. Um, that's on Thursday, November the 24th. Brazil-Serbia as well as the first game. Ooh, that's probably the biggest game, then, you would think. I think so, yeah. Um, and then again, and then after that, um, after that Thursday, on the mon- the following Monday, Serbia face Cameroon. Oh, I'd be excited for that That'll game. be a big yeah, game, because that be could be tournament game. over for Serbia if they lose. Even for, Cam- uh, for Cameroon as well. Yeah. Of course. And then Brazil, you've got Brazil, Switzerland, and then the final round of fixtures, Cameroon versus Brazil and Serbia versus Switzerland. So yeah, you really want to keep an eye. In terms of your matchups there, um, you're probably going to back Brazil players in any format. Maybe sure. with your Serbia players, I... I, I think they're exciting but maybe you want to hold off against brazil they've only conceded yeah. five as you said that's a staggering number um but you know maybe maybe then you could put your cameroon players in for that game against switzerland um but jose who is your favorite for this group then <laughs> i mean it's obviously brazil brazil <laughs> yeah brazil yeah um It'd no, be no. interesting. It'd be interesting to see it just because. Can they do it like, on a big we, stage? It's it's kind of funny. Like this this episode has been so kind of beautifully wrapped up in a way that is, <laughs> like they they bottled it. Two of the biggest bottles ever, as in they just collapsed. Yeah. But they're also the most successful World Cup team. Yeah. Again, five time champions, seven time finalists, um, and it's kind of it's been in our lifetime. We were four years old. Mm. Since Brazil last won a World Cup, that's kind of weird. Yeah, it's, for it's any an anomaly. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's an anomaly for sure. No, yeah, I, it I, just feels like they're due. Like I would maybe. back them if you get some of their players in fantasy, and just if you're just watching them, I think you'll, it's a team you'll be watching deep into the tournament. Yeah, for sure. I mean, for me as well, I'm going to go Brazil. My dark horse is probably Serbia. Um, I think they're really exciting going forward, and I think they'll be able to sweep aside. Um, Switzerland and Cameroon. However, that being said, Switzerland could just come through again and just sneak out <laughs> of the groups. I can see that happening. Yeah, they, well, they're in every game. And they've so. got experience in, yeah. in doing it as well. Yeah, this might be the last the last World Cup for a lot of their players. So Yeah. Um, and uh, what fantasy pick are you looking forward to this in this group? I mean... Neymar. Again, I, yeah, I hate to be boring, but Neymar. Yeah. Maybe for a more, uh, for more rogue pick... I would probably go for uh, a Camby or Chupamoting. But yeah, Neymar. Yeah. Just the, the form he's in and just the team that Brazil are. No doubt. Y- yeah. You're getting their best player, of pro- maybe the best team. So. Mm. For me, I'm going to go for Dustan um, Tadic. I think okay. behind uh, Mitrovic and, and Vlahovic, um, I really think, maybe not for that first game, but I think, I really do think after that, he could start coming through. And it's only 8 mil, which for a, I will, what I think will be a high-end midfielder, I think that's a really good value. Yeah, he's a top-class player. Ajax. Exactly. Uh, thank you very much for listening to that episode, guys. Next up, we've got a Group H preview that's featuring Portugal, Ghana, Uruguay, and Korea. South Korea, that is. Um, so, so keep an eye out for that episode. Um, thank you very much, Jose. Thanks, Will. Um, see you next time. Bye.